Hey folks, Jamin here. Today's guest is the incredible Leonie Dawson. Leonie is an international best-selling author and artist. She's a serial entrepreneur and has started multiple million-dollar companies, all while working part-time hours and living wherever the hell she wants, which in my mind makes her incredibly successful. The conversation I had with her today was just so much fun. Uh, She is hilarious. We covered topics such as optimizing your life for joy through a real clear decision-making framework that just kind of makes insecurity seem a little bit silly and unnecessary. Uh, You'll hear Leonie's journey and how she got to where she is today and even some of her own personal struggles with, with mental health, which is very vulnerable of her to share but so valuable. And also, we'll talk about why each one of us have incredibly important work to do that we can't get bogged down worrying about what others think about us. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Now over to Leone. You're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. Welcome to the show, Leone. Oh, thanks, David. It's so lovely to be here and so lovely to connect with more beautiful souls. I really appreciate that. I've... um I've valued some of the things that you've written around the insecurity stuff and just will be fascinated to hear some of your journey in that. But, um, you know, we're talking a bit about before we hit record around this blog post that you wrote. And um, I just want to touch on that because I think what you said was really, really valuable and a great way of people getting an intro into who you are for those who don't know you. Um, You commented on an event that was put on by Gary V and just how excited you were about it, but how disappointed you were with the experience and your willingness to call bullshit on some stuff that was really bullshit was just, was so valuable. And I appreciated that from you. And I think truth telling is a dangerous thing to do because, um, you know, no doubt you copped a lot of support from that article and probably a lot of people would were upset at you for, for doing that. Um, so, yeah, thank you for, for your honesty and thank you for being the kind of person who, um, you know, who calls people to account and who calls people to a real experience of the stuff that actually works. Obviously, you've found some stuff that works and you want that for other people as well. So to warn them of the stuff that doesn't work is very kind. So just wanted to acknowledge you and, uh, yeah, by way of introducing you, share that experience. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. And, like, I really want to say, like, I don't make a habit. Like, if I've never built my career on being critical. It was just when I went to this event, I just saw some horrific sales tactics um, on, on on show. And I just felt so protective because I just knew everyone there wanted something and they, you know, had this, had big dreams and they were just getting sold to in the most atrocious ways and I'd also had people who, I had friends who would say, oh yeah, I signed up with that guy and spent X amount of money and it was 100% not what, you know, what it's marketed as 
Um, and I just thought, I don't, I don't want to see people ripped off because there are really great teachers out there. There is really great ways to learn information, but you don't have to like be caged in a seat and sold to and like with really harsh sales tactics and kind of be mis- misled in so many ways. I just, I felt so protective over everyone, and I tried to tell everyone around me, like, please don't, like, this is not a good idea, like, this is horrific, um, and. I, I feel like so so much protectiveness over my my audience as well because I they all love personal development as well and I really wanted to affirm to them like please choose your teachers really wisely don't choose them at one of these like fantastic events like take the time to do the research and decide on the right investment for you. Yeah, for sure. Just on that, one of the things that I observe uh, commonly is that I think people's bullshit meter gets broken somewhere along the journey of becoming an adult. Um, which I'd be interested in, in your take on that because, uh, you know, I'm sure people would be sitting there going, I think this is bullshit, but I don't know that I'm allowed to say that. And so the moment you kind of see bullshit and then tell yourself, no, it mustn't be bullshit, then you have to lie to yourself and convince yourself yeah. that it's better than what it is. And that whole process of lying to yourself is so destructive and cruel. Um, so to be able to go, no, no, that's bullshit. That's actually bullshit. That's what it is. And to say that, it's such a healthy thing to do. Uh, do you find that many people lose the ability to call bullshit bullshit? Well, I think, like, when you do that sales, like, when the, the kind of sales tactics you saw, like, that I saw at this event, you know, they're, the audience is mostly people who haven't... Um, oh, just a second. I've got another call coming through. Leave me alone. Shut it now. Oh, God, no way. I never get phone calls. Uh send a voicemail that's spirit um i'm so sorry um you know they they were all there and they wanted to create wealth themselves they wanted to create their their dreams come true and so they have these people that you know show the pictures of their planes and it's all bullshit um but you know their private cars and the life they've created for themselves and um they think oh god that's what i actually have to do in order to get there um, for yeah. me, because I'm kind of on the other side, I've gone like, no, I've done it, and I did not do it that fucking way. Um, you know, I've definitely invested in, in in training and coaching and stuff like that, but with a whole bunch of due diligence and a whole bunch of research, you know, um, not by sitting in a room being sold to. Um, so, I don't know, I think because they couldn't play that, you know, they knew how to be rich. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, that's fucking bullshit. That's not how you be rich. But I think because they, they do that game, those who haven't got there are like, oh, that's what you need to do in order to, to be rich. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's dive into a bit of your story because obviously for you to have been as successful as you are and to be you know, so authentic in your space, you've had to overcome a bit of stuff in your own journey. So all the guests I've interviewed, I'm fascinated by their backstory and specifically where you began. Uh, so can you tell us a bit about what it was like growing up in your family and the role your parents played in your development of your belief structure and, and self-esteem? Did they do a good job? Uh, were they missing? Uh, tell us a bit about their impact in your beliefs growing up. Um, sure. I mean, like, first things first, I think that everyone gets different things out of their childhood. And so I'm one of five kids. And we all probably have different, like, personalities and different drives that have nothing to do with our parents, if you know what I mean. And so yeah, parents sure. are who they are and we, you know, react or create from that what we wish 
Um, so I grew up on a cattle farm in North Queensland, and um, we just worked really hard, really. So I, I spent a lot of time, my first memory is being on a, a horse's back when I was two. I was mustering cattle by the time I was four years old. Um, and that was that was kind of my life growing up is a lot of horseback time, a lot of chasing cows and calves and um, yeah. being being out in the bush, which was really awesome. Um, and then I sent myself to boarding school when I was about 16 because... Did I've you say been, you sent yourself to boarding school? Yeah, I sent myself. I told my parents, <laughs> this, this school is not good enough for me. I'm going to send myself to boarding school. And they said, okay, okay. You, you decide where you want to go and you get a scholarship and, you know, right on. Um, so my parents are just, they've always, um, you know, they're very human and they're not perfect by any means, but they always just said, you can do whatever you like and, um, you know, I expect you to do your very best. Um, and yeah. one thing that my mum taught me really well is she said, if you don't understand something, make sure you put your hand up and ask so that you can understand it because if you don't understand it, then everybody else in the class won't understand it either. Um, huh. That's worked really well for me, just to never have fear of just saying, I don't understand this. Like, can you tell me more about it? I, I need to, to really grasp it. Um, yep. So it was kind of like a, a, a no-fear approach, really. Um, and, yeah, I think just the, the, the hard work ethic and the just do whatever you like ethic really helped me um, from my parents. Uh, but my parents also said never to be an artist and never to be in the creative field because it makes no money. <laughs> and I blithely ignored them happily on that subject and went on to make multi-millions from it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so was there any time where you were aware of doubts, fears, insecurities limiting you as you became an adult and started to forge your own path in the world? I know this is going to be a really weird answer, but no. Um, the only part that I think I've ever been insecure about in my life was um, about finding a, you know, getting a boyfriend, basically. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but then I worked out, like, I'm just, I had to realize what my target market is, right? Because, like, for 90% of people, 90% of blokes are not an attractive uh so an attractive character for, but for like right. boys, that is my target market. Like I am kryptonite to geek boys. So once I worked that out, uh, and I met my husband when I was really young as well, and we've been madly in love ever since. Like it's like cool. I just worked out what my target audience is. I'm not going to be for everyone, and that's totally fine because the ones that do, are attracted to me are pretty interesting, awesome people. So that was that's kind of the only area where I've been insecure. Um, Amazing. The other, parts, the other parts I've just gone, you know what? Like there's, there's something inside me. It usually helps other people. Plus I like creating anyway. So I might as well just put it out there. I'm happier when I create. I'm happier when I share. So it makes sense to just do that, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, for, the, for the value of our listeners, I'm wondering if you can deconstruct anything that uh, has been inside you that's allowed you to do that. Because you know, if you're just some superhuman who's 
never struggle with this. Well, that's not really much value to anybody else because it's hard to model superhuman people. Totally. The, the story is, oh, well, I'm just not like them. and that, So I can't yeah, relate yeah, and I can't use what they've done because they had an unfair advantage. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the, the case. I wonder if there's some stuff that you just did naturally or that you got right from a young age or that your parents helped model or that there was some some structure and maybe you weren't even aware of it at the time but in looking back perhaps there's some things that you went oh actually that was I'm glad I did that well I'm glad I got that sort of that age I'm glad I thought like this um, so when you reflect back what do you think you've done well which has enabled you to live unhindered by insecurity I think I've been really really good at um, seeing what's a waste of time and what's not and cool <laughs> So, um, and I suspect I'm probably like on the autistic spectrum because I'm very fucking blunt. Really? Um, (laughs) um, And what I've noticed, and like, it's just kind of like a rationale I have is that, okay, I could think like this. I could like think, oh God, am I good enough to share my work in the world? Is this, you know, okay for me to be this person in the world? And I could spend all that time doing that or I could just be spending the time of just putting it out in the world anyway, which is the thing that makes me infinitely happier. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. It doesn't matter if it um, resonates with people. All that matters is if it works for me and I've done the job I'm supposed to do. And Hmm. I've been blogging since 2004 and I remember the day when I found out about blogging and I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm starting right now. Like, sign me up. I've got so much to say right now. Um, Yeah. And it's, I could have spent time going, oh God, but what's it going to be about? And plan and plan and plan. And instead I was just like, no, this is something that I want to do and I want to create and I want to experience. So I'm just going to do it. Because that's the thing that's going to make me joyful. So I could spend my time second-guessing myself. Or I could just create and share. And that will make me infinitely happier. Um, so I'll just do the thing that makes me infinitely happier. I'm not I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm just going to take the, the yeah, option wow. that seems clearer. You know what I mean? Like, should that's, I spend this yeah. time beating myself up? Or should I just create and just make magic happen? Oh, I think I might just have fun. I love it. Um, are you a fan of Jordan Peterson at all? Have you read any of his work? I've never heard of him. Oh, right now, oh. no. Oh, I think he's the smartest man in the world, so um, I've, I've valued his work. But one of the things I heard him interviewed on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, and one of the things I love about Jordan, Jordan Peterson is he has the ability to just to just think about things and to encourage other people to think clearly about things. And there's a lot to be said for thinking clearly because uh, I think so much around insecurity comes from not even thinking at all. It's just these stories that go unexamined and become truth and just have a life of their own. Um, yeah. Whereas what you describe is just going, I'm just going to think about this for a moment and think clearly and go, okay, I've got a certain amount of time and energy. I could invest time and energy into worrying, doubting, fearing, being afraid, or I could invest time, that same time and energy into doing things that make me happy, uh, give me joy, be useful to others. Uh, well, that seems like a pretty easy decision to make. Um, so, <laughs> so right? So easy. Um, but just off the back of some clear thinking. It's, it's actually not yeah. that complicated. 
It's like, so when I was, I remember really clearly when I was 14, and I thought, right, I'm going to be a woman now. And so um, I remember buying like a, a woman's magazine, like a dolly or some shit, and it had, you know, like your weekly skincare routine. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like you've got to like do the scrub and then the cleanse and then the mask and then you've got to shave your legs and shave your armpits. And I was just like, right, well, this is what you're supposed to do as a woman. And yeah. I spent this whole Sunday doing, like following the checklist of how to be a woman. Um, And, you know, I remember walking outside at the end of this kind of frustrating, boring day, um, and my dogs and my horses were outside, and the sun was setting, and I was like, man, I could have, like, run wild on the farm. I could have read books. I could have done anything with my time, and it would have brought me more joy than this whole bullshit, like, woman beauty routine malarkey. Um, and so that was wow. kind of it. Like, when I was 14, I was like, well, I gave it a red-hot go. It took six hours. No, thank you. Um, and so I just don't play into that paradigm anymore. So I'm, wow. like, I don't wear makeup. I don't give a shit because my life is more important and I've, I prefer spending those hours I could freaking out about my skin or whatever and instead just like enjoy my goddamn locks so I'll just I'll always choose the enjoyment amazing um, I came across a term optimizing for joy uh, from yeah I like that. recently and it seems like that's been the way you have naturally oriented yourself you've just optimized your life toward joy and the stuff that's not going to bring you joy you just just cut it out it just doesn't make sense right. Well, it doesn't make sense at all, right? So, like, why would no, I? Why would I? Why would I? Like, why would I, like, fixate on my eyebrows? I don't. So, that's free up a whole amount of time that I can create, be with my kids, look at the sunset, just, you know, sit around scratching my balls and watching Netflix like a good human being, you know? <laughs> okay, so if it's so simple and easy, why don't people do this? What, what's, what's the challenge? Why is this so hard for people, do you think? I think it's, like just to totally opt out. So I remember really clearly, again, when I was a teenager, um, and I went to a school where there was lots and lots of bullying, and Mm. saw how kind of everyone was treating each other and how painful that was, and and how nobody was even happy, even the ones who were bullying, and um, they weren't happy either. Like, everyone was just afraid. And I remember turning to a girl who was, you know, paying out on another chick, and I just said to her, "Do you do you love yourself?" And she said, "No." Oh my God! Why would you even say that? That's disgusting. Um, yeah. Why do you do you love yourself? And I was like, "Yeah, I actually do. I really do, and I have a really fun time being myself. So I don't think I'll change." Um, and <laughs> she, her face was kind of fell, and I thought, "Oh, okay. So like." Everyone isn't having a fun time. Everyone's kind of playing into this game where, and nobody wins. Like, even the people who are the bullies aren't the winners. So I might as well just be the total freak that I am and have a lot of fun that way um, than playing a game when nobody is happy. Like, I'm always only going to take advice from somebody who's happier than me uh, Hmm. because, like, I'm not going to take advice from a dumb, miserable bastard, you know? (laughs) Ken, it makes a lot of sense. It's just a quite a rational thought process to go when you weigh it up yeah. and think clearly about it. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. invest time so, in something that's going to make you less happy. So why would you totally. do it? Totally. And 
like even when I look online and you know people are sharing their lives and blah 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 and yet you still don't really know what the truth of their life is you know because we all have our, no. our pain and our suffering um, and so just really letting go of the idea that you're anything but what it's supposed to be and I, I always say to myself like if you've got a thought running through your head does it make your cells light up or does it kind of like make your spirit heavier and if it makes mm. your cells light up then that's the truth and if it makes mm. you kind of just heavier and just kind of glummed down like in drawn out and a grayer version of yourself then that's not the truth so you should always just listen to what the truth is and the truth you know, for me, when I sit with myself is that I am born exactly how I'm supposed to be in all my my oddities and gloriousness, that I have something inside me that I want to share with people and I want to share as unfiltered as possible because that's where humans really connect. And mm. I don't want to spend any time doubting the miracle that is that is me, you know, and I want that to be the same for every soul. Um, my my eldest brother died in a in a farm accident when I was a teenager, and I got really oh, clearly yeah. then like well, we only get one go at this, you know, mm. and you don't know if you're going to live to ninety seven like my grandmother did, and you don't know if you're just going to be a baby that appears on Earth for a day or less. So we might as well just really enjoy the glorious creation of ourselves and really enjoy all of this this glorious miracle and in all its fucked up majesty, you know. It's hard and it's human, but there's so many glorious bits as well. So let's not doubt that we're supposed to be any different. I think if you, if you believe you're supposed to be any different from what you are, then you're denying what is. You're denying the the truth that you were born to be yeah. this way. Yeah, for sure. And then the, the fear of not measuring up because you're comparing yourself to something you're not. And so, of course, you're going to feel inadequate. Well, and that's just impossible, isn't it? It is impossible. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to be anything but what you are. Like a zebra can't be a spotty bastard. He can't. Like he's supposed <laughs> to be stripy. So... Yeah. He should just be out there going, Whoa, my goddamn stripes are so awesome. You know, like the same with humans. We should all just be like, cool, okay, we're supposed to be like this for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing and uh, incredibly inspiring hearing the logic and the, the things that you've set in stone, the non-negotiables, the way that you make decisions and, and the filter system you run everything through. Is it going to give me life? Cool. Is it going to give me death? Not cool. Is it going to give me joy? Great. Is it going to take joy away? I'm out. Yeah, right. Am I going to be myself? Excellent. Is it going to make me try and be something I'm not? Well, I'm out. Like, it's just you've you've got all these, this matrix in your mind, and it just... um, What's true? I do. The the, the decision matrix. There is a decision matrix in your mind. Um, So, I mean, obviously, you would see people with beautiful... Gifts and uh, creativity inside them that have, haven't given themselves permission to bring it to the world yet, and are still, you know, they're gonna they're gonna die with the music inside them if they don't find a way to solve this. Um, I'm sure you see that just like I see that. So, wh- what's how, how do you talk to people like that? Like, what's your message to them? My message is it's, it's actually not about you. 
And mm. I, I so deeply believe, right, that everything that we need for the, the healing of this planet and the healing of ourselves is already given to us and we're, it's sent down onto this world, into people. And those are the seeds of dreams, you know, the seeds of the creation. And even if just sharing our deep, honest truth with people, that's actually huge medicine and it's so incredibly healing for ourselves and for so many people who need to hear it, whether that's one or a hundred or a thousand, if you can like just affect one person's life, that's an incredible thing. But most importantly, you'll be healing yourself in the process. Like I always write for me first and foremost, and really, yeah, of course, because it's <laughs> to process that energy, like of everything that's coming through me. Like life is big and glorious, but it's hard to understand until I write it down. And I've got to write it down in order to, to have gratitude, in order to, to get clear, in order to honor the process. Um, and I've written about, you know, really painful things like mental health, when I've had um, breakdowns into depression, when I've had um gravidarum, which is a um, chronic illness. Those kinds of situations where you go into the, the deep, dark, depths of life and you return changed and for me I, I have to write about it I have to share it and I don't feel healed until I have and then when mm. I share it out into the world it's, it then goes on to, to touch other people and there's so many blessings in that, there's so many miracles in that and so I want to I want to say to everyone, please, like, please, we need you. We need you so desperately. We need your story. We need the things that you have to offer. Like, please give no, like, less than zero fucks about second guessing yourself. That's not your job. Your job is just to turn mm-hmm. up and share and create, and ignore anything that tells you that you should be anything but what you are because we need you. We need your story and that's how we're all going to heal is just by by honestly sharing and turning up to to make make our own kind of magic in the world. So um, it's like putting the blinkers on. Like I grew up on a horse farm. Blinkers are something that you put on a horse um, so they can only see forward. They can't see all around because otherwise they can get a bit skittish. Um, yeah. Especially if they're pulling, um, you know, if they're pulling equipment and stuff. So I always think, right, I'm going to put my fear blinkers on and just concentrate on what I want to do. And what I want to do is create. What I want to do is, is do this with my business and ignore all of like that, you know, that 300 other degrees of possibilities and, um, you know, dragons that are coming to get me and all that kind of stuff because that's not going to be helpful. I'm just going to focus on what's ahead of me right now and um, mm. make my magic happen that way. Mm. Yeah, wow. Um, thank you for sharing that. You're curious around the, the dark times, uh, you know, one of the, the things I'm understanding about suffering and, and adversity is it seems like that is inbuilt into the human experience for a purpose that, you know, the hero's journey always involves overcoming some some challenge, you know, and that, that struggle is what forms us and really sees us um, 
be able to fulfil our destiny and bring their gift to the world. So obviously it hasn't always been all beer and Skittles for you. There, there have been some dark times from the sound of things. Um, would you mind just sharing briefly around some of the key lessons around what what helped you uh, overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, of course. So first and foremost, like when I'm going through it, the, the pain... There's a part of me that always thinks, oh, gosh, thank goodness I understand this now because I'm going to be able to understand other people so much more. And it just increases my empathy levels so much. And I think, holy moly, we humans are just an incredible bunch that we go through these levels of suffering and more. Um, And we still turn up and we're still here and we've still survived and we still want to love and bring love into the world. Um, yeah. So even though I, you know, in, in lots of ways you never want to go through horrific times, um, but they deepen you and soften you in so many ways. Hmm. I was really lucky having um, three elders who lived to 97, 99, and 103. Um, these three wow. glorious women. My um, my great aunt, my grandmother, and my nan. Um, and who they were as people was like a river stone that's been in the river for so long and tumbled around that they get smooth. Yeah. You know, like it knocks all the hard bits off you. And even though they'd gone through horrific times with, um, through grief and loss and trauma, it just made them even lovelier and more loving. Wow. And when you looked in their eyes, you just felt so much, like they, they felt so much compassion and empathy towards the human race. Um, and so I think, yeah, let me be that. I don't want this these hard times to make me more brittle. I don't want to make me crusted over. I want them to soften me and deepen me and widen me and smooth me out until I'm a river stone. What a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Um, It's it's so lovely because I think suffering is inevitable but our response to it is is not like I think there are a lot of people who go through suffering and it does harden their heart make them bitter and takes them into the dark places but the the choice to allow suffering to refine us and help us dive into something deeper is a real opportunity and um, it does produce something deeply beautiful when we do that yeah and I mean, what's, what's the other option, you know? Like, again, it's just a logical choice. Become like a hard, cranky bastard or soften into yeah. it and become a more yeah. loving soul. Like, I think I'll fucking take soft and lovely, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, if suffering is inevitable, yeah, then what are you going to choose as a result of that? Exactly right. Another just make logical, logical choices. It won't just make logical same. choices. <laughs> just, think, just think clearly. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot to be said, but think clearly, you know, Think. It's okay to think. A lot of people have stopped thinking, and thinking is dangerous. Asking questions are dangerous. Self-awareness is dangerous because there's so much pain in their world, they don't know where to start, so they just shut it all off um, and are just surviving. 
and yeah it just it, I want people to know if they're like in that pain like it gets better I promise and yeah the only way out is through and the only way out is just recruiting all of the support that you can get um, yep. and so for me like a big part of my journey is as well like when you ask what helps during those painful times and for me medication helps man like medication yep. yeah um, yep. so for me that you know when I have a mental health crisis um, or just on a daily you know I my brain requires additional chemicals in order to feel groovy with the world so do I take one pill a day or do I struggle with um, you know the lack of serotonin that my my body produces due to genetics I think I'll just take yeah, the sure. pill thank you like very easy <laughs> Very easy decision. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to support that in all the different ways. You know, I love therapy. I've been doing therapy for years. Um, I love essential oils. I love alternative therapies. I love mindfulness, all those things. I'm just going to keep on layering it in there to support myself. Um, and I will sing the praises of Zoloft to the high heavens. Glennon Doyle, the yep. author, says, um, and she's a Christian author, she writes, Jesus loves me, this I know, for he gave me Lexapro. Um, and Lexapro <laughs> is another brand name for Zoloft. And I just think, yeah, like we can accept the gifts of of, of yep. modern medicine to help us iron out our funky bits. <laughs> so good. Um, do you find books useful? Do you read for yourself? Do you, do you read widely? Have there been some, have there been yeah. some books that you constantly recommend to others? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, my philosophy, uh, if you read Byron Katie's books, like A Thousand Names for Joy or I Need Your Love, Is It True? Um, she kind of gives, like, a four-question process, and it's it's based on logic. It's sort of like if you have a traumatic thought, um, she just simply asks, like, is that true? Like, do you know that it's true? Like, and whether that thought yeah. is, like, I'm useless, I, I shouldn't be doing this, I'm, like, people are going to be so angry with me, blah, blah, blah. It's just asking yourself, should I like is that is that true and if it is true like is it worth me thinking it because it's bringing me a whole bunch of um, like negative emotions and making me struggle so um, I probably should just do away with it like logic is a great thing um, it is. so Byron yep. Katie's Byron Katie's a groovy one um, I just I, I love all books really like I just there's like Denise Russell Thomas she writes about more of attraction on a really um, grounded level and I think she's just an, an awesome person Sarah Wilson I, I read her I read her book Get Rich Lucky Bitch uh, yeah. when I was in Germany a friend of mine uh, noticed me going through some interesting money patterns and said Damon you have to read this book oh that's like, oh, really uh, and so I I reluctantly went, okay, but it was right book, right time, and it was a, it was a game changer for me. So, um, yeah, it, was, it, it was so good, yeah. I, like, I, I've read all the books on money and manifesting, and Denise is the one who's got a down pat, you know. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I know that your audience will probably be a lot of blokes, and, like, do not be put off by the fact that it's called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Like, she knows us now. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, think, yeah. First, We Make the Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. It's just an awesome book about anxiety and mental health and just, like, loving 
who you are in all your fucked up glory, basically. Um, so, yeah, I'd say those are my three big ones. Mm, okay, I'll make sure there's links to those in the notes. People can go find them. Well, thanks, mate. Um, cool. And, and now, is there anything that we think we've missed? Obviously, uh, insecurity, uh, you know, fear of not being good enough, imposter syndrome, it, it is a big deal, even though it shouldn't be because it's it's a result of not thinking clearly and, um, you know, it's all just a work of fiction. It still is a major issue in the world today. Um, you know, so anything else that you think we haven't touched on that are, are keys to living a life fr- free from that so you can go and do good work and really be the person you're supposed to be? Um, yeah, anything else you think we've missed that you'd like to, to add? So just on a daily basis, right, like when you turn up to work or ignore the work, just ask myself, like, what's going to make me feel better? creating or doing the thing that I want to do or spending the next hour, day, 20 years just picking my ass and wondering if I'm good enough. Like, the only way that you find out if you're good enough is just, like, do the work and people will resonate or not. Um, And it doesn't matter. The only thing that's good enough is that you've actually just turned up and done what you're supposed to do. Like, it's not our job to be second-guessing ourselves. It's, our job is just to turn up and be ourselves. And so every time, like, you hear that voice coming in going, mm, is that really o- not okay? Just, like, go, you're actually a bullshit voice. Like, no, thank you. Um, the yeah. only time I've actually had insecurity is when I had a mental health crash and started second-guessing everything I did. And I just thought, no, fuck this. Okay. Like, this is this is bullshit. No, thank you. Like, is this how other people spend their lives? God, No. Um, yeah, sure. Not having jack of this shit. Um, and so I was like straight at the doctor, straight at the therapist, like, let's clear this because I'm not willing to spend the rest of my life stuck under this massive boulder. I'm not. Like, this life is full yeah. So this, this joint yeah. can get blown up right now. I yep. have like very little um, tolerance or patience for being stuck. Like it's very boring to be stuck. So why would I spend any time <laughs> there? I will just, I will like do therapy. I'll do all the intuitive yep. healing, whack job stuff out there. Whatever it takes for me to not be stuck anymore. Because stuck is boring as fuck. Let's do something else. Yeah, well, that's, that's the nice stuff here with Thomas. Dude, that's one of the things that I love from her things. Like. Who cares what it is? I'll do whatever. Like, you got an idea? Do you think it's going to get me? That's like, great. Try it at me. I'll, I'll, I don't care why it works, how it works, if it works. Just, I'll, I'm in. I'm all in. Let's go. Let's do whatever it takes. Yeah. And I just think, yeah. wow, that that was so freeing. Because uh, I, I have a very rational brain. And one of my strengths and weaknesses, I think, is I needed to understand why something works to the nth degree. And so that prevented me from exploring some stuff that was going to get me unstuck because I didn't fully understand it. Um, yeah, the reading right. that was just like, oh, who, who cares if you understand it or not? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know, dive in, have a go, could, swing away. Yeah. The worst that could happen is being stuck, so you might as well do something else. Yeah, I'm stuck anyway. That's right. So trying something yeah. else um, is and then, more course, likely. When things, when things do come up, like when blocks do come up, because, like, you know, I get blocks from time to time, um, yeah. you know, about, like, um... I remember when I was about to turn 25 and I thought, oh, God, like, I, I just felt so concerned about turning 25 because my brother had died when he was 24 and it felt incredibly uh, unnatural for me to become older than my older brother. Um, hmm. 
And so it was like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is good. And so I went and cleared it with, you know, therapists, with intuitive healers, because I didn't want to, like, keep holding on to that energy because, yeah, I became older than my oldest brother. Um, yeah. Just like when I started earning more money than anybody in my family had ever earned. Of course, like, feelings come up like, God, am I supposed to be doing this? This seems very unnatural. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, righto, well, we'll just go and clear that. And again, however you clear it, and if you don't know how to clear now, clear yet, then just like try out all the different modalities, whether that's therapy, kinesiology, intuitive healing, EFT, like all of the shit. Just throw everything yep. at it to find the tools that work for you. And that way when stuff comes up, you just go, oh, just go clear it and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's not that big a deal. You know, yeah. there's got to be a way forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good. And that way too, like, you just have enthusiasm. You're like, okay, well, I'm blocked again. That's fine. So I'll just clear this and heal it. And then I can just keep on being me and keep on living to my full magnificence. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, no, I, I greatly appreciate the way that you explain this and uh, it's a very rich conversation. Where, where can people find you? Where do you hang out online if you're uh, interested in your work and want to know more about what you do? Where's the best place for them to go look? Pornhub, definitely. That's where I'm at all the time. <laughs> <I> just, <no. laughs> okay. I'll make sure there's a link. Uh, have you got a link for that? Oh, no! Oh, God, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> whatever works, right. Um, that's the thing that I love. I love when, um, you know, like doctors or whatever, um, you know, whenever I go to an appointment, they say, oh, uh, you know, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm an author. And they'll go, oh, what do you write? And I'll just say porn. And because I love seeing their faces. Like, I just, like, they try and, like, maintain, like, professionalism and stuff. But they're, like, faces like... <laughs> What? 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 So no. Uh, you can go to leonidawson.com. Uh, you can also get my books, which are my, like, you can set goals for the next year in your life or in your business. I'm on Amazon. Um, they've been used by over 350,000 people worldwide, and they work like wow. a bloody charm. Um, <laughs> so you can go to myshininghere.com to find out about the whole books. I'm on the Facebook, I'm on the Instagrams. I don't give a fuck about Twitter anymore because Twitter is dead up the ass. But, uh, yeah, there's Facebook and Instagram. You can find me. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, I'll make sure that all those links are included so we can do exactly that. Um, oh, Leone, you thanks again so much for your time. It's been a oh, lot of fun, favorite. and I'm sure uh, I'm convinced people will find this incredibly valuable. So, uh, yeah, thank you again. Oh, I'm so grateful, and lots of love to all of you. May you just go out and say, suck it to insecurity because it is bullshit and doesn't light up yourself, and just do the thing that you're going to do because we need you. We need you so bad. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jaymanfraser.com 